Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Down to the Core. We are your host. I am Jim. And I'm Julie. And we are the founders of Sita Hope Soul Coaching. And each week we will bring you three episodes where you will get to hear her perspective, his perspective, and, and our, our perspective. perspective. Today, Today you'll get, get both, both of us. us. So, so let's get, get started. Hey, soul family. Happy Friday. Uh, Jim and I are both with you today. We are so glad you are here. So we want to come together today and finish up our conversation of uh, illusion of power, illusion of control, whatever that is. Um, for you, um, and we both had questions for you, you know, where mine was, where in your life do you feel that you have an illusion of power? And Jim was, uh, where in your life do you have a lack of control or see where you have some control, whatever you want to call them issues, I guess. Um, and so we wanted to bring to you today, um, kind of ways that him and I have worked on our own control issues, I guess, or our own illusion of power. Um, and so for me, um, you know, it's kind of funny in a sense, cause I grew up, uh, in a pretty, very, you know, um, it's not like we were well off family or anything, but, um, I mean, I never struggled through anything and, you know, I never heard my grandparents ever talk about finances or money or any of that stuff. But when my friends or boyfriends or whatever would come around, they'd be like, this bitch was served with a fucking silver spoon in her mouth. Like it was, and I never, you know, never, like I was always, I always laughed it off like, ah, whatever, you know, like it was never a big deal or whatever the case is. But now when I look back at it, I think, well, in their eyes, and compared to where, you know, they grew up or how they grew up, you know, maybe I was, you know. And so I take that to say that I grew up thinking that I did not want to be that materialistic person. And in hindsight, I really was a materialistic person in a sense. And it was the only way that I could have control over things in my life. So, you know, because I could decide when to have my nails done or decide when to buy a shirt or decide when, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And so, and all of that stuff was materialistic for me. So, um, and I think that as we, you know, grow up, I think that in the world that we grow up in, in our education, um, curriculums and all of the things, I think that, you know, they teach us to be materialistic and to be, you know, in control. We got to be in control of our life. And they don't teach us, well, what does that really mean? You know, so it goes, you know, all the way to, um, and I laugh because we had a conversation with our daughter yesterday and she was like, no, don't put those there. And she wasn't mad or nothing, but she was like, don't put those there. And, and she's like, ah, he put the kitchen towels with the bath towels. And I laughed because I used to flip out on my kids when their chore was to do the laundry and they put the bathroom towels with the kitchen towels. Still does, just so you know. Not really. <laughs> um, and so, um, anyhow, uh, so yeah, um, 
Yeah, and that's just, I mean, I say that in a funny, like, haha, but that's minimal compared to, um, you know, other ways of control that, you know, people try to have. And they don't even realize what they're doing. You know, they use it, they use the things that they ask and the things that they say as a, you know, well, I'm just trying to get information. No, you're not. You're just being fucking nosy and trying to control my life, you know, or whatever. So for me, that is illusion of power, right? So how have I let that stuff go? Um, for me, uh, I, I think a good portion of that really started when I went on this awakening journey, um, these last couple of years, you know, I still have moments, like he just said, you know, there's still moments where, you know, just all walk into the kitchen and then I'm like, oh, damn bathroom towels in the kitchen, you know, well, and then I'm like, really, Julie, like, why does it even matter? Because it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so some of the things that I've done, um, to work on those things really comes down to, and this is going to sound so cliche, but it comes down to how do I start my morning? Mm-hmm. How do I start my morning? Because if I do not start my morning on a good note, put my feet on the floor, look myself in the mirror, read my affirmations that say, you are powerful. You walk in your own power. You are beautiful. Whatever those affirmations are that week for me, that's where it all changes. If I do not, you know, listen to the, the Abraham Hicks and all of the uplifting podcasts that I listen to, if I do not do those things in the morning, then my day is going to probably be shit. And it's not that it's going to be shit, but I'm going to be up in my head, I guess, you know, more so. And that in itself is going to lead me into being in the physical form instead of in the soul form. And I will live from that for the day, which means I'm going to be controlling. I'm going to be all of those things. And I know that sounds so whatever, woo woo, whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. I've experienced it. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys about something that I haven't experienced myself. I mean, you can say whatever you want. The only reason why you think it's woo-woo or cray-cray or whatever you want to call it is because you ain't never goddamn experienced it. Really, was what it comes down to. And, you know, I feel sorry for you that you haven't been able to get to that place in your life, to be honest with you. Um, because we are so much more than that. You know, our life is, is we are not put here on this planet in physical form to control other people or control the things that happen in our life. We are put here to learn lessons so that we can level up and become better people in the soul world, in the heavens, in the universe, in the call it what you want. I don't care. Right. Um, and you know, I think, you know, when we talk about, you know, different, um, you know, gurus or, you know, prophets or whatever you want to talk about, you know, Jesus, you know, everybody says, well, he was perfect. He was a perfect being or whatever the case is in his soul being, he was a perfect being. He was still human. He was still flesh. He was sent here as a flesh human being, just like us in the physical form to be put through the same tests that we were. 
And the reality is, is that we were not there. You know, we hear what the Bible says that he, you know, overcame the devil in the desert and, you know, he made water into wine. And I believe all of those things because I believe we all have the ability to do all of those things because Jesus himself says we do have the ability to do those things. But we are so caught up in our physical being, in our physical world, in the things that we are taught in our programming that we have no, we can't even fathom what that would even look like for us, if that makes sense. Buddha, he's another one, right? Like he went, and I don't know a whole lot about him, so if you do and I say something that's not true, please, please, please tell me. But he went, isolated himself, and became, you know, Buddha, basically, right? Um, and then so many others that... But what happened to them was those people isolated themselves for so many years, months, whatever the case is. Even Jesus isolated. He left. He was gone. We didn't know where he was. He went and he educated himself in different areas and listened to God, source, universe in the ways that he needed to work on himself to become the savior, right? And same thing with Buddha or whatever, whoever else. I can't think of anybody else. Muhammad, Muhammad whatever. Right? Yeah. So we basically can do the same thing. That's what I've been doing for the last couple of years is, I wouldn't say necessarily isolating completely. It's not like I've gone to India or whatever and went on this big, you know, yoga retreat slash send me into the jungle and let me do ayahuasca and you know i haven't done any of that <laughs> however i have isolated myself enough and away from the people that no longer serve me and when i say serve me i don't mean get me water okay I mean, they no longer serve my energy level or my frequencies. And there are still some people that do. They do serve me. And maybe I don't see them all that often. But it's because I'm in a growing state in my spirituality. And it has nothing to do with them specific. But then there are some that just I, you know, I don't need to ever be around them. Because at this point in their life, they're not going to, you know, they're not ready to, to move forward or to see or whatever. Hence, the, the person that gave us the bad review and sent us all those messages, you know, over the weekend or whatever. I don't need that person in my life. You're not ready. It's okay. You don't even need to follow me on Facebook for all of that matter. And um, so I'm just not going to allow you to do that. Bye-bye. <laughs> so because Facebook isn't the end-all be-all. You know, if just because somebody unfriends you or you don't, you choose not to follow somebody or whatever does not mean your life is going to end because so-and-so didn't keep following you or, you know, whatever the case is. So, um, so I just, you know, I guess if I was to say one thing about how I have learned to have a little bit, this is going to sound really crazy when I say this, control over my control issues. 
<laughs> to to be more aligned basically to be more aligned with life and enjoyment of life um it really has to do with my morning routine i can change my day at any time and i am completely 100 percent aware of that and there's been times where I, maybe i didn't do my full routine or maybe i didn't do all of it or whatever and things start to kind of go a little wacky um and i can sit down i can just be like whoa let's get back on track you know blah 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 i say kind loving things to myself it's not all the positivity stuff but you know i really try to refocus myself and i can do that anytime during the day at any place wherever um but i have to choose to do so and sometimes i choose not to <laughs> Um, and to be honest with you, letting go of some control stuff really has been difficult, but simplizing my life has really made a huge impact. No longer having that nine to five, go to work, work for somebody else, feel like I'm under all this pressure, come home, you know, um, have to work on the homestead, have to do all these things, have to do all this other stuff, whatever. To now our life is so much more simpler that I don't I don't feel all that pressure and I think when when a person feels all that pressure I think they they have to need to want to have a sense of control does that make sense mm -hmm. um, and so you have they say nothing changes if nothing changes and I you know there's some sayings I don't care for but no, the nothing changes if nothing changes one it's kind of true. It's kind of true. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not just kind of, it is a lot true. And, um, you know, we say so many things just superficially because, oh, it's cliche and everybody says nothing changes if nothing changes. I used to say it all the time with my clients, but yet we're still living this chaotic lifestyle of I hate my life, 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 trying to be grateful for something I wasn't grateful for, you know, and... Um, and then telling my clients, well, nothing changes if nothing changes. Well, duh, why don't you practice what you preach? You know, so, well, it was forced upon me, but I practice what I preach. And um, nothing changes, you guys, if nothing changes. And if, you know, you during this week have found that, you know, you have these control issues or you feel whatever, then I would say to find yourself a new morning routine. You know, really dive into, um, find that YouTube video, that podcast, that somebody that you can listen to in the morning that's going to be like, look, let's do this, right? And this is, this is how we're going to do it and start educating yourself and researching how to be happy, how to, you know, uh, let go of control how to whatever, because you will find the answers. You will find the answers and you'll find what works for you because what works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for me might work for you for a little while, but then it might not work for you anymore because you're supposed to be on a different track. So you just got to find what works for you. But that's what works for me. It really comes down to putting my feet on the ground, having a great morning routine, getting in touch with source spirit, God, and, um, you know, asking for, you know, guidance for the day and um, journaling and those types of things um, really has changed um, a great deal for me 
doesn't mean that I still don't have those moments like Saturday, <laughs> but there it is. That is that is my wisdom on how to let go of some control. That's great wisdom, babes. Thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah, we just kind of sat down and decided we were going to do this today, so I was like, wait a minute. I don't even know. How, how do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how to get control of myself sometimes. Um, <laughs> but as I was listening to Julie talk and um, you know, I was kind of reminded that uh, on Saturday when Julie was upset, she looked at me. She was like, I'm upset that you're not upset. <laughs> Why aren't you fucking upset? <laughs> and I just laughed. And that just made her more mad. But, you know. So from, don't ever <laughs> laugh at your wife. Don't, yes. That. Yeah. So that, that, that's your first le- or second lesson for the day, right? But, um, you know, it's, and it, it, it's funny to me. Because, um, oh, 20 years ago, a Saturday would have been a knockdown, drag out fight. And uh, neither both of us would have lost. You know, it, it would not have ended well. And, and as she was telling, I was thinking about that, and, you know, when, um, you know, I'm a pretty calm and collective guy these days and have been for a while. And I get that from people I work with and people that encounter me and, and see me under pressure, you know, situations. And um, I've always been good at it, but I got better when uh, I had all my anger taken away. And what a lot of people don't know or what they missed was that I was a rageaholic for 40 years. I don't believe him. He's <laughs> yeah. been telling me that for 13 it's true. years. I go I find some nothing. of the guys that worked for me. They would tell you stories <laughs> that you don't want to hear. <laughs> because uh. I was an asshole. Um, you screwed something up at work, you got fired, you know. And I, you know, I had a strict, and I grew up strict uh, family, and then I was in the military. So that was how I was taught to lead, you know, strict. Do it my way or there's a the road, you know. And, um, so it, I went right after I got saved, I had a bunch of guys were telling me, invite me to a men's retreat. And I, I decided that I needed to do something different because what I was doing wasn't working. What? I know. Can you believe that? What I was doing wasn't working either. <laughs> so I decided that, you know, this time I was actually going to start listening to people and I was going to do what they told me to do. And so there were some guys that wanted me to go on this thing with them. So it's a long story. I'll keep it short. We ended up, as it was in Tacoma, and there was a guy there named Dave Reamer who had been uh Vietnam and had um, a phosphorus grenade go off and uh, seriously deformed him. And he died a bunch of times. It was just his story. And the amazing thing was that I was listening to this guy talk um, it was like watching myself in a mirror and, um, and it, it was a long testimony. It was like an hour or so. And I, I was just enamored with him. And at the very end, he made a comment. He said, you know, I stand here before you now. And I can honestly say that every ounce of crap that I went for, went through all these years, <clears throat> I go through it all again just to uh, be here to help other people. And, you know, it 
it dawned on me in, in an instant. Um, and maybe some of you heard parts of my story. And if you hadn't, I was severely burned when I was young. And what I realized in that instant was all the years I've been blaming God for my accident. Um, I should have been praising him and thanking him for saving my stupid butt. And I just, I fell on the floor. There was like 10,000 guys in this place. And I'm just bawling, man. And, but God took every bit of my anger away that day. And I, I went home that weekend. And, uh, my wife at the time, I mean, she was just like, what the hell happened to you? You are not the same guy. And I just, I don't know. I, I met God. I mean, I, I literally met him face to face. And so since then, um, for me, I, I think uh, the control issues, uh, with that comes a lot of anger, or they manifest themselves in anger anyways. And so that part of my, when the anger was removed, that, that took some of my need to control everything, and um, or at least fight about it. Because I literally, I have a pretty hard time getting pissed. You know, I mean, if it's about politics, <laughs> people take my money or, you know, there's some things that, you know, I go from zero to a thousand really quick. But, you know, in normal everyday life, not so much because um, everything it's just all, all everything's, you know, there's a book that says you don't sweat the small stuff. And I read that was one of the first books I read when I got saved. And the book is just if you've never read it, I'm plugging it right now. It's a little book. It's like 50 pages, 75 pages. And it's and just we are not getting paid to endorse it. And we're not getting paid to endorse it. I'm just saying it radically changed my outlook. Um, because for me and for most people, we make mountains out of molehills. Right? Every little thing that happens um becomes a mountain we want to die on. And when I was, you know, one of the first principles was in the military is you know, you gotta be smart when you fight. You know, you're not gonna win every battle, you gotta win the war and um so you, you got to be smart about those battles. And then when I got into ministry, you know, um, again, it's like, be careful what mountain, you know, you're wanting to die on. You got to pick that because you can't control all of them. And so as I started to grow spiritually, you know, I started kind of just being around, leading a lot of spiritual books and leadership books and stuff. And really come came to understand it in recovery is the fact that I literally, the only thing I have control over is my attitude. That's it. Mm. Um, and, yeah. even, and in the worst situation, in, when all hell is breaking loose, you can either be calm, cool, and collective and try to figure out a way to fix it or fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can freak out about it and die. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's kind of like one of those things that you know, you're taught in the military. That's pretty much it. You know, you got to stay cool. And so it's... Um, when I, I kind of got done with our first step study and, and really, truly understanding that I had no control. Well, you know, so, so, you know, some say, well, yeah, but you don't even know what that's like. Well, I'll tell you a little story. When I was going through my last divorce, um, my wife accused me of, uh, molesting my stepdaughter. And so that's one of those things that could take you from zero to a thousand in anger super quick. And at the same time, she was serving me divorce papers and all kinds of other stuff was going on as well. And uh, <laughs> I was extremely angry because, number one, I would never do such a thing. 
And just the thought that someone can blame somebody for doing something that they haven't done, especially that has the consequences that come with that kind of stuff, I just, it baffles me how anybody could do that. And um, I learned, I knew I was innocent. Um, the cops came and did an interview and, you know, they told me, you know, better get a lawyer, get a good one because we'll probably be coming picking you up in a week. And I'm just like, okay, man, whatever. And I remember driving home from Roseburg and praying. And God just told me, don't worry about it. I got control. It's not yours. And everyone around, I mean, there wasn't, not everyone knew. The guys I worked with and my family, that was pretty much it. But and And they're all freaking out. And through that whole thing, I was calm like I am today. And, uh, you know, a week went by and they never, they told me, we'll be back in a week to pick you up. <laughs> and my lawyer was like, well, you should at least give him the courtesy to call him and let him check himself in. And they're like, that's not how we do it in Yamhill County. We'll come and get you. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, a week went by, there was no phone call. They never showed up. Two weeks went by, they never showed up. Three weeks went by. They never showed up. They never called. And finally, after four weeks, I called because I'm like, I called my lawyer. I said, have you heard anything from them guys? And he's like, uh, they didn't come get you? <laughs> I was like, no. And he says, I don't know. Hang on. So he called me back about an hour later. He says, case is dropped. <laughs> so I do truth know what it's like. The will be revealed. <laughs> the truth will always be revealed. And I know that there's a lot of other of you out there that have heard this and that didn't turn out the way, same way for you, maybe. And my heart breaks because there's to be consequences for people that um, say stuff like that, that lie. And then people go and spend a lot of time. Yeah, it's just, it's not right. So, you know, so for me at that point, I mean, so when I look back at what did I do, I trusted in something higher than myself. That's what I did. And that's what Julie's talking about in her, her morning stuff, right? Um, because when I try to trust in myself to figure something out or do something, I mean, it, it, in my flesh, if you're talking about, you know, how do I fix this board I just cut too short, you know, okay, that's different, right? But in, in life, you know, when you get that bill in the mail that you weren't waiting for, you get that phone call from someone and, Something bad's happened to someone you love, or you just get pulled over for a stupid speeding ticket, or whatever the case, right? We automatically just we go to that point of I want to control the outcome, and so I guess the first thing that comes to my mind in that: Am I trying to control the other individual? Am I trying to control myself, or am I trying to keep them from controlling me? Right? I mean, there's a couple little things, but the outcome, this is what I want that outcome to look like. And and we all do it. We Every single one of us do it. And it's just, it's human nature, right? Because I, I want to be safe and I don't want to hurt and I don't want, you know, the bad thing or whatever. I want to have peace in my life and I don't want all the other BS. Well, Jesus himself says in this world, you're going to have troubles, right? So he pretty much promises shit's going to happen that we're not going to like. Uh, but 
then he also goes on to say, but, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And for me, what that is saying is, but stay calm, cool, and collective and trust in something higher than yourself. And maybe you don't believe in Jesus. And maybe he's not your higher power. Use whatever it is that you call your higher power. Um, if it's a doorknob, it's probably not going to work. But whatever, if you think it does, then you know what? I don't care. You know, so, but um, it's just, we all, because when I come back to try to figure everything out on my own, I'm limiting myself, right? So the, the way to to dive in and figure that out for me is, it's coming back to your heart. It's always going to come back to your heart because your heart knows that that's that Christ consciousness inside of you. You know, the Holy Spirit, the, our soul, it's, you know, that's the universe and universal knowledge is there. We know the answer. We just have to seek it out and try hard not to react. Um, one of the first things they told me when I got into recovery is not to make any decisions based on emotions. And my first thought was, oh, my God, every day of my life, I've been making decisions based on emotions. That's all I've ever done. Which is exactly what happened on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I felt this loss of control. Mm -hmm. And I thought, holy shit, all of a sudden, everything was going to fall apart. And I totally catastrophized the whole thing because there was an emotion. There was mm -hmm. a lack of, I felt there was a lack of, I didn't obviously see it at the time you know but there was you know this lack of well there was a trigger which was we're gonna fail and everybody's gonna think we're fucking dumb mm -hmm. you know and you know that has been a thing theme throughout my life even though it really hasn't been a theme um but that's how it's been portrayed to me mm -hmm. as a theme mm -hmm. right and so you know, Saturday, that's what I felt was just this huge lack of control. This energy from this other person had come in and it, instead of stopping and just like, okay, because we said several times, okay, we just got to take a break. We got to take a break. And then we'd come back to it. And then, you know, I just felt like every time we would come back to it, you know, there was, you know, you were ruining it or I was ruining it or whatever. I mean, it was so stupid. And I think about it now and I'm like, oh my God, literally you were acting like a five-year-old child, you know, but we don't, we don't, you know, we don't see it as that, you know, and that's really what it was. It's just, I didn't stop in the moment and, and go separate myself, get away from all of it, examine my heart and go, okay, what is this really about? Yeah, sometimes you just got to take a time out, walk away. I know um, over the years, whether it's dealing with a stressful situation with an individual or a stressful situation at work, uh, building stuff, sometimes you just got to walk away. <laughs> no matter what it is, go take a 10 minute walk, breathe deep, get centered, go back. And look at the situation with new eyes and almost always you can figure it out you know or it'll just come to you because we, we get blinded you know it's literally it's like the neurons that are firing in your brain literally blind you mm -hmm. from all reasoning yeah it's 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 kind of unexplainable mm -hmm. because like saturday there was i mean at one point i remember you sitting in this chair and you leaned around because it was turned and you leaned around and you were like, what's 
like, what's going on with you? Like, you know, and you were just legitimately asking me, like, and you weren't rude. You, you weren't, you were just asking, like, what is going on? Like, where's this coming from? Like, I mean, I could now looking back at the whole thing, I can see in your face <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh because I feel bad at the same time, but it is funny. You know, like I see, I could see in your face like this confusion of where the fuck did my wife go? It was very confusing. <laughs> I haven't seen this person in a very long time, you know, who catastrophizes everything. <laughs> and it was super old behavior. And, you know, I don't, you know, I never want to look at myself as a person who catastrophizes everything. But people who have control issues do they catastrophize do. Yes, everything. They do. Yes, they do. You know, and, you know, I'm starting to understand a little bit more, you know, because honestly, that's that's one of the things that I love the most about you is how calm, cool, and collected you are. But it's also one of the things that just fucking drives me nuts about you. Because I'm like, why are you doing shit? <laughs> you know, and I think that's why we work so well together. Because you know, you don't get upset, so it helps me to, you know, you allow me to you walk get upset through my for stupidity, and together. then you're like, <laughs> and then I'm able to calm down, and you're like, oh, phew, okay, thank God. I mean, you could almost feel the energy come from you. Do you like, ever look at the dogs? Ooh, yes, <laughs> the dogs. They, they look do like, it too. They literally, they literally hide. start to hide, like ah. <laughs> And mind you, you guys, I do want to say, in my defense, I do not act like that on a regular no, basis anymore. No, no, no. But she I used to. It was the first time. In, Long time. Yeah, it was weird. Several it years. It was weird. Um, but, you know, really, that's really what it comes down to is just, you know, if you don't feel like you have control now, all of a sudden something's catastrophized. It doesn't matter what it is. No. I mean, it could be something as simple as you know, taking care of your mom, taking care of a sibling, taking care of whatever. It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? So um, anytime we feel that we have a lack of control, we'll catastrophize the situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Well, usually the, it's the, the fight and flight thing kick in. Yeah. Right? For sure. If yeah. you don't have control, you're either going to run or you're going to fight. Mm, or freeze. You're freeze. Yeah. You know, so. Exactly. I think, you know, for for me, if I was to, you know, challenge you um, this on this episode to challenge you would be I would challenge you for five days, just five. You don't even have to start tomorrow. OK, I prefer you to start tomorrow because starting Monday doesn't usually work for anybody. <laughs> but if you want to start on Monday, mm. then please, by all means, start on I Monday. I think today is Monday, but no, because by the time this episode oh, airs, it's, it's Friday. Be Friday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, today is Friday. So if you can't start today, I mean, you can start right away. That's a, that is the glorious thing about this is you can start at any moment, at any time, at any place, at any sector. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter. So start when you want to start. But my challenge is this: get yourself a morning routine. Okay, make it simple. Get up, put your two bare feet on the floor, sit on the edge of your bed, and say something nice to yourself. 
I don't care what it is, but it has to be nice. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am a goddess. I am a warrior. I am a princess. I am a queen. I don't care what it is, but just make sure that it is something powerful, meaningful, and I don't want to leave this out. You believe it. Say it until you believe it. Do not get up from the edge of that bed until you believe the statement that you are saying because it's meaningless at that point. I know that sounds mean. I don't mean it to sound mean, but the problem is people walk into the mirror and they go, oh, you're beautiful, and they walk away. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Because I guarantee you, you don't. So say, pick one thing. I don't care what it is. Pick it and say it every day for five days in a row. Okay? And then from there, go do a little journaling. Find a place. Find your sanctuary. It doesn't matter where it is. My sanctuary is in the same freaking room as my husband. And every morning, I go to it. And he knows. She pulls out her chair. She sits at the office. She does her journaling. She listens to Abraham Hicks. I usually listen to her first before I even get out of bed. So find somebody you can listen to. Maybe it's Gemini on our podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, if it's not that, I can give you I can give you some other ones. But Abraham Hicks, she's a great one. I'm not being endorsed by her. I love her. I listen to her in the mornings. There's always something good on. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. If there's some things that they say that you may not understand or that, you know, they talk about and you go, what are they talking about? It's okay. Just, you know, continue to listen. Find something that resonates with you. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, my morning routine used to only be an hour. It now, depending on the day, but now it could be noon before I'm even on my phone. Sometimes I'll post a, you know, story or something, but now it's noon before I'm really on my phone, looking at my phone, going through Facebook, seeing all the things and looking at all the dumb shit that people post on Facebook and go, oh my God, I don't need that. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. You know, because really it's, it's pretty negative on there, you know? So, um, so anyhow, find yourself a morning routine. Figure out what works for you, and that is my challenge. Do it for five days, and then come back to me in five days after legitimately trying this. Don't just say you tried it. Actually do the things, and if you're still having questions like, hey, I still don't understand what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to give you a way you can contact me, and you can send me a private message and say, hey, I want to do your morning routine but I need some more insight. Could you give me some more insight? And I would totally have that conversation with you. But you have to legitimately do it for five days straight. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I did it. Because girlfriend, boyfriend, I've been there. I did that shit. I faked it until I made it. And I didn't ever make it until I actually did the fucking deal. Okay? So there's no fucking pretending with me, just so you know. Because I did it. So I can see it a mile away. Yes, you can. I used to say, oh, yeah, I did my morning routine. Look at me go. And I didn't do shit. I may have journaled a minute. That's about it, you know. So. And I would say, um, find something higher than yourself to believe in. 
you know, and if you already do, if you have a faith, then dive deeper into it. Um, because that's really, that's where peace comes from, right? And that's where our ability um, to do unnatural things comes from. And sometimes an unnatural thing can be remaining calm in the face of adversity, you know. Um, that's an amazing thing to be able to do that. And others, you know, obviously it, it goes from there. But um, and, and spend some time in that, you know. So while Julie's doing that, I'm always reading stuff. And, um, you know, I studied the Bible for 15, 16 years, I think, pretty much. Read it through every single year taught and all the stuff and um so i'm kind of done reading scriptures now and i'm reading other books and i'm learning uh a lot of stuff some from some of these other books and i know some people you know question that but uh jesus did it you know and that's one thing when julie kind of brought that up it's funny because one of my biggest questions when I got saved was, how can you guys have all the history that goes back to freaking Abraham or to Moses or these guys, but you don't know what happened for 30 years of Jesus' freaking life. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You got all this other shit written down. Even all the way back to the beginning of creation. You got all their names. You got all this stuff. But y'all just happen to lose 30 years of Christ. They didn't lose you know, it. And they didn't lose it. You know, what they didn't want people to know was that sure. he went to Egypt and he studied with the same folks that uh, Moses has studied with when he was in Egypt. And uh, he went to India and he studied with the monks. And, um, you know, he, he learned. He, he learned from different cultures. Uh, he went and spent, I don't know how many years in the desert with God, you know, just to learn who his father was, you know, and... So he went and experienced all the major religions at the time. And that's why they don't want you to know, to know what happened. <laughs> um, because if you truly listen to his words, um, they're a little bit different than what the church acts like. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, so, you know. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. So, <laughs> you know, it, uh, he was an amazing, amazing man. Probably the most amazing man ever to walk the planet. Uh, so, you know, so anyways, I don't, I don't care if you believe in Christ or not. Um, it matters not to me, but it, it does matter to me that you find something uh, higher to believe in because um, higher source, higher power, whatever, however you want to call it, um, is the thing that connects you to the earth and, in a weird way that I can't even explain, but I know it's real. So, um, so find something to connect with and, uh, dive deeper with that. Open up your heart and mind to the possibilities of, uh, endless possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, cause when you do that, that's when those endless possibilities start popping up. We put too many limitations on things because we're taught to control everything. Hmm. I wonder what would happen if, we surrender control to the universe and just ask the universe to do what it wanted to for us every day. Mm. You might find yourself moving to Texas. You just might. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, anyhow, if this resonated with you guys in any shape or form, please, as always, subscribe, uh, leave a review, 
please send us a message. You can contact us at Seed of Hope Soul Coaching on Instagram. And we also have a Facebook page, Seed of Hope Life Coaching. Again, Facebook won't let me change it to Soul Coaching, so that is why it's Life Coaching. Um, and then we also have an email at Seed of Hope 329 at gmail.com. And you can send us a private message on any of those forms um, for any reason whatsoever. If you have questions, if you want to leave us a bad review, if you want to leave us a good review, if you want to have a deeper conversation with myself or Jim, whatever the case is, please contact us on any of those forms. We thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you. We love you we so love much. You. Have a great and fabulous weekend. And remember to think about where you have a lack of control. Love you.